I'm Managing Editor Joe Abraham, and welcome to another episode of the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast, sponsored by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. For four straight days last week, the county set new one-day positive COVID test marks. This included having 476 active COVID cases last Friday and over 1,000 in quarantine isolation. That was the highest number of active cases the county has had since April of 2020. Commissioner of the Division of Health and Family Services, John Little, suggested it wasn't time to panic comparing the number of hospitalizations last Thursday, 10, to when active cases were at a similar mark in April 2020, 28 hospitalizations. It doesn't mean everything's fine, said Little. With all the media comments about Omicron and spreading all over the world, we're in a very serious situation, but the sky is not falling. Really, what's important now is vaccination. Little said that in order to beat the pandemic, they needed to get vaccine rates up to 80% across every demographic and age group. As the Democrat previously reported, public health is monitoring the new Omicron variant, but at this time, county officials have stated that there is much even the World Health Organization, Centers for Disease Control, and New York State Department of Health don't know about it or how it will impact the support vaccines currently provide. Little said, quote, The fact is vaccines do reduce the potential for severe illness or death. That's proven by science. According to the county, the New York State Department of Health has been closely monitoring hospitalization rates, noting that fully vaccinated New Yorkers have an 89.8% lower chance of being hospitalized with COVID-19 than those who are unvaccinated. Public Health Director Nancy McGraw told legislators last week that of the 458 new cases the county saw last week, 74 of those individuals, or roughly 16%, were identified as people who are fully vaccinated. 120 of the 458 people who tested positive roughly 26%, identified as being vaccinated or partially vaccinated, which meant at least one dose. McGraw told the Democrat that hospitalizations are increasing and hovering around 9 or 10 per day, but approximately 70 to 90% of them have been among unvaccinated individuals. She added that they've also seen a slow but steady increase in deaths over the past three months. Of the 95 county residents who have passed away from COVID-19 since the pandemic began, 15 deaths, or 16%, have occurred in the past three months. McGraw said over 20% of new cases have been children 16 years of age and under, and that schools are a mess with cases. Elgin and Tri-Valley went remote this week and are expected to resume in-person classes on Monday. During last Thursday's Public Safety and Law Enforcement Committee meeting of the county legislator, jail administrator Hal Smith said they've had a COVID outbreak at the county jail. He said of the 96 incarcerated individuals at the facility, 22 have tested positive and were being treated with a vitamin pack, which is a CDC-approved treatment. Smith said they had two or three individuals that displayed symptoms and it lasted for a couple days. He said, quote, now everybody is symptom-free and then everyone seems to be doing fine. Last week, it was announced that Governor Kathy Hochul was deploying medical teams from the National Guard to help nursing homes throughout the state facing staffing shortages. The care center at Sunset Lake has accepted such existence. According to Care Center at Sunset Lake Administrator Megan Holton, eight members of the National Guard started Monday and will be assisting them through the holidays. They will be supplementing for resident care, assisting the nursing department, and filling gaps where needed. Holton said, quote, we're looking forward to working with them and definitely thankful for the assistance they're providing. In other news, when it comes to cannabis retail dispensaries and consumption sites, the town of Rockland is open for business. Municipalities have until December 31st to opt out of cannabis retail dispensaries and on-site consumption facilities, if they so choose. Otherwise, they automatically opt in. Following a public hearing on a local law that would see the town opt out of retail dispensaries and consumption sites, the Rockland Town Board unanimously chose to take no action prior to the December 31st deadline. All members of the public who commented 
expressed support for opting into retail dispensaries with one of those individuals believing they should opt out of consumption sites. By taking no action, the town of Rockland will opt into both in the new year. Shifting gears to the New York State Comptroller's Office, they recently released census data. The towns of Mamikading, Cushecton, Fallsburg, Liberty, and Thompson all experienced overall population growth over the past decade. Mamikading grew by 4.7%, Cushecton grew by 5.5%, Fallsburg grew 10.3%, Liberty grew 2.8%, and Thompson grew 8.1%. However, the towns of Tustin, Rockland, Calicoon, Delaware, Forestburg, Neversink, Fremont, Bethel, Highland, and Lumberland all experienced a decline in population. According to the State Comptroller Census Report, Rockland decreased 12.8% and currently has a population of 3,290. Calicoon decreased 2.2%, Delaware decreased 17.5%, Forestburg decreased 1.3%, Everything decreased 5.4%, Fremont decreased 15.9%, Bethel decreased 7%, Highland decreased 13.2%, Lumberland decreased 9.1%, and Tustin decreased 7.3%. One area of note is that there was a notable rise in the percentage of the Latinx population in Sullivan County, most notably in the towns of Calicoon, Neversink, Fremont, Mamikading, and Lumberland, all undergoing at least a 50% increase in their Hispanic population since 2010. In the five villages throughout the county, Liberty and Wurtsboro have experienced the most growth in their respective Hispanic populations, rising 58% and 45% respectively. You can read staff writer Derek Kirk's full report on the census data, at scdemocratonline.com. Other news, the Sullivan County Board of Elections reissued their certified official results for the 2021 general elections on Tuesday, with the exception of the town of Fallsburg, which is still outstanding. The official results cover all the other town races across the county, while addressing some inaccurate figures reported by them last week. A previous version of the official elected results were posted on the Board of Elections page last week before being taken down following a Sullivan County Democrat inquiry. As the Democrat reported last Friday, those results contained inaccurate figures that made it appear as if Democratic and Conservative Party candidate Carrie Ann Poley had won the Neversink Town Justice race. In fact, Republican candidate Michael Scagnelli maintained his strong lead that was originally reported in the unofficial results issued in November and has been elected as Town Justice in Neversink. The final results were 540 votes for Scagnelli and 423 votes for Poley. Furthermore, as the Democrat reported last Friday, Town of Thompson Supervisor Bill Reber Jr. stated that after the votes were re-canvassed in that race, quote, errors were found in the original reporting of the votes cast. When reached for comment regarding the issues in these races, Sullivan County Board of Election Commissioners Lori Benjamin and Cora Edwards issued the following statements. In both the Neversink Town Justice and Thompson Town Supervisor races, the party tallies were switched between candidates during the computerized tabulation of results. Though that created inaccurate figures for those races, the winner remained the same. The final certified results in the Town of Thompson Supervisor's race are 1,133 votes for incumbent William Reber Jr., who ran on the Democratic and Conservative Party lines, and 1,037 votes for Councilman Scott Mace, who ran on the Republican Party line. Furthermore, the election results that were removed by the County Board of Elections last week had inaccurately listed a tie in the Highland Town Council race between candidates Chris Tambini and Laura Burrell. In the statement from the Board of Elections, they said, quote, In review of the numbers for the Town of Highland Councilperson race, a tabulation error occurred and was corrected. It also confirmed what the unofficial results and a manual recount had indicated, that there was not a tie and the winner in that race remained the same as well. 
The final certified results for two seats in the town, Highland Town Council race are 462 votes for Caitlin Haas, who ran the Democratic, Republican, and Conservative tickets, 390 votes for Chris Tambini running on the Republican and Conservative Party tickets, 388 for Laura Burrell running on the Democratic and lifting Neighbors Party lines. The elections concluded by saying, quote, we appreciate the public's patience while we took the necessary time to ensure accurate results in every race. That's it for this episode of the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast, brought to you by the good folks at the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. For more stories, including an update on the proposed Avon Park project in Rock Hill and the efforts of the Sullivan Broadband Local Development Corporation, check out today's front page. Until next time, we hope everyone has a safe and great weekend.